Hi, this is Nick Underhill, and you're listening to a New Orleans.network podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to this week's episode of Pals Pod, New Orleans.network podcast. As always, I'm your host. Rafael Rather, joined by my fellow middle brother, Garrett G. Money Rather. What's poppin' with you, bro? What's good, brother? Um, New man. year, bro. 2022. Yeah, What's poppin'? We, we in another another year, another another trip around the around the around this whole calendar and everything. So <laughs> hope everybody's uh doing all right and you know everything's going well and people brought in some new, you know, some new energy uh into the to the new year. You know, the Pels kind of set us off. Uh, you know, going into the new year gave us a, you know, gave us a thrilling, thrilling game going into the new year. So everybody should have had good vibes. Good with it, Robert Clark. Sir. Uh, man, look. Uh, the, hey, look. The Saints got a dub. Look, we finally scored a touchdown. First one. Hey, bro. Look, look, I didn't know what that was. And then the, the, field, the, the kicker came out and missed the, the point after. Because he not used to kicking field. He not used to kicking point afters, man. Man, you we don't, we don't score touchdowns. But, you know, the Saints got to find a way to get that dub. So, you know, it's good vibes in the city right now a little bit. So, you know. Yeah. It's cold as hell out here, though. Bruh. Bruh. Like, it was like 80 degrees on Christmas Day, and all of a sudden it's like 30 degrees. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild mother, mother, mother Nature heard everybody talking about shorts in, <laughs> on Christmas. And like, well, yeah. All right, bet. We're going to fix that. Yeah. No, we fix but- that. Yeah, but uh, I mean, all in all, you know, we look at the week, and we talked about it on the pod last week. It'd be great to go one on one. The Pels haven't had a losing week in uh, quite some time, pretty much a month uh, now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it looks like the tides turn a little bit. So, let's jump into that. So, let's talk about that that Cleveland game, bro. Uh, man, I don't even know where to. Start. I don't the, know where to no, start. No, you know where to start. No, you know where to start. No, you know exactly where to start. You know, <laughs> like, you know why we here. Like to start the game, the Pels got down twenty three points in the first quarter. And you're like, oh no! Like we had like six points with like four minutes to go in the quarter. And you watch the game, and you're like, man, this is gonna be tough. You don't have JV, you don't have Bi. Where are you getting points from? Like what? Like where? And so, you know, it was one of those games. It was very interesting. Like if you listen to what Herb said, he was like, I, I talked to Josh Hart before the game. And stuff like that. He was like, "Hey, man, look, we need you to step up." He was like, "I was trying to, tra- I was trying to channel that energy." And if you really watched his game, especially offensively, career high and everything like that, he really did a lot of things that Josh Hart does. Like he shot wide open threes. He wasn't being out of character and like shooting step back threes and nothing like that. Like he was cutting to the lane. Like he was finishing at the. Re- he really embody what Josh Hart does um, and, and into a great, uh, a fantastic performance out of him. Uh, I think 20, 28 points, 27 points um, mm-hmm. from Herb, which we ain't seen all year, right? Like we've always talked about like, man, and I'm going to let you talk on it. You always talk. You said at the very beginning, and Herb developed a jump shot, but it wasn't just a jump shot. Like he mm-hmm. was cutting. He had a float. Like he had a floater in the lane. I was like, bruh. He been in his bag today, yeah. right? And yeah. so you, you start that game, Ricky Rubio, and you know, prayers and shots out to Ricky Rubio. Like he was having a really good season. He was like a fantastic game versus the Pels, like on his way to a triple double. Turns out he ends up, you know, blowing out his knee. Um, and so prayers up to him. Hopefully that he recovers. But you know, mm-hmm. he he was he was right, like he was hitting threes. I was like, this is Ricky Rubio. Like first, <laughs> I was like, first kid yeah, hustle you. threes. Yeah, about to say we should be used to that. Ricky Rubio. Uh, but him, Kevin Love came out of uh, 
the 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 sunken place, hit yeah. like five threes in a I was like, oh, it's about to be one of them games. <laughs> and then Herb was like, not today. Yeah. And you know, the whole Pelicans team, like, because it wasn't just Herb. Yes, he led the team from the most part, but it, everybody played a part. Like everybody contributed. Like Garrett Temple came out and hit four threes in the fourth quarter after scoring no points. <laughs> the whole the whole three quarters prior to that. And so you watch the game, you're like the beginning again, you're like, man, this is about to get ugly. And as the game goes on, the Pels fight as they've done all season long. They fight, they clawed, they stayed in it. And at the end, the Pels ended up coming back and winning that game. Man, that was an incredible game to watch. Like it, it was one of those games where you look at the box score, you're like, who are these names? Like you're looking at, <laughs> you're looking at, it, it's like, oh, uh, I was like, okay, I see Mobley had 22 first game. It was like Herb Jones, <laughs> and, you look at, and you look at like, man, how are these people leading the team? But it was a great game to watch as a basketball fan. So what did you see? What did you like from that game? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I should have known that that you know that day was gonna be a little weird. That game was gonna be a little weird. So you know, I, I live right not too far away from the arena, and I got tickets to go to that game. And I was you know I was gonna go um, and kind of you know I went by myself actually. And so I pulled up to the arena you know around. 15, 20 minutes before tip off, and like it started like pouring, storming down rain, right? And so I'm parked away from the, the arena a little bit, and I'm sitting in the car like, man, there's no BI, <laughs> there's no JV, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Do I really want to walk in this downpour torrential rain um, and go to this game? And man, I'm glad I did. <laughs> I'm glad I did. Um, that is that had to be one. That was one of the more fun games. And you know, we've been to a couple games this season. Um, that was one of the more fun games I've been to. I mean, you know, just from it starting off, you you saw, you know, Cleveland come out and, and deliver a blow um and kind of get on this like fast out the gate run that's like not really, you know, not not what they do. Um, and then you know, they didn't have Jared Allen, so I was like, okay, well, maybe they're front. The front line will be a little weaker. Evan Mobley will have to play a little bit more defense because um, we know Larry Marketing isn't. So I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe there'll be some things, you know, that we can get into. And, like, they came out blowing, you know, just shooting the lights out and everything. But you could see, and even the fan base, even the fans in the arena. I was in the arena in Section 123, and, like, even the fans in the arena, they could feel it. They could they could feel like the, the Pelicans just needed a little bit of, like, somebody to stop making all of those shots on the other <laughs> side. Yeah. Um, just, you know, just be normal, like make normal shots, not contested threes from Ricky Rubio and stuff. And, you know, as the as the Cavaliers kind of slow down in their offense, you started to see like, you know, p- people kind of chipping in here, chipping here. And then like the, the lead started going down. And then in the middle, like you just saw Herb like with his finger, his finger on the pulse of the game from tip off to the end. I mean, this guy, you know, we talked about Herb and we, we, we knew, you know, coming into this season. He was going to be a fantastic defensive player. You know, we talked about how he wasn't a true second-round pick. Like, this is a SEC defensive player of the year as well as the SEC player of the year. Four-year college player. Is, right, four-year college player, again, which is a which is two different awards he won. It's, people don't like the – like, it's two different awards. He won the SEC player and the SEC defensive player of the year. And so, you know, we kind of knew coming in that he was going to be a defensive, you know, a, a, a stalwart. He was going to be good defensively um, because that's what his reputation was and what, you know, what is, you know, what the things that we had heard so much about, that's what we knew we were going to get. But then like, you know, everybody's going down and, you know, you, you look in the, you're looking for offense. You haven't played with Zion. JV is gone. BI is gone. And Herb, like, 
it was it, it looked almost like an out of body uh, out of body experience, bro. Like he he was just he was flowing, like he was hitting people in in you know in the shooting pockets. He was hitting people in cuts. He was cutting himself. He was rebounding. He was playmaking. Like Willie Green put the ball in his hand. It just was it was incredible, man. And like you saw a guy who like was thrust into a position and the, the, the lights were not too bright for him, man. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the responsibility was not too big for him. And like Cleveland is a good team. Like this was a, a good team in the, in the Eastern conference. And this like Herb just would not let the Pelicans lose. Like in the, in the, in the, uh, towards the end of the game in the, in the fourth quarter, um, you know, Willie, well, towards the end of the third quarter, Willie let Jared Harper run, right? He let Jared Harper play. He extended his minutes, which is again, Kudos to Willie for knowing, hey, like this guy is rolling, like let let us play. He's giving us something different. He's bringing a dynamic this game. Like let him let him keep playing, let him keep rolling, and he did. Um, but like the pel- and he kept the game closed. Jared Harper was balling. He was picking people up full court, um, hitting people in passing, just playing downhill and being more aggressive. And so you know, one, but then like in the fourth quarter, we all saw, we all was sitting there. We were like the the guys in one section t- section one twenty three were like. Like they need to sub her back in, and like just think about that, man. Like we we got into a point where like the sec this second round pick, like we're sitting on the bench, like bro, if we want to win this game, we need to sub this guy in and put the ball in his hand, and like that's where Herb is right now. And it, he he played a magnificent game. Um, shout out to Garrett Temple. Um, you know just putting on the Batman mask in the full quarter. He didn't score at all in the first three quarters. And then all of a sudden he turned right. into the like, human like sports. Steph Temple, yeah. Boy. Like he was, he was closing out. He was closing out the team. I was like, man, look at this dude, bro. But you know, big <laughs> shout out to, to, to Temp, man. He, he came in um, and look, all of those shots were timely and they, they were needed. Um, mm-hmm. We need every single, every single sweat beat of sweat um, from, from Herb and from Garrett Temple. So shout out to them two guys, man. Like they, that was, the the Smoothie King Center was rocking, bro. It was it was really it fun. Was. There were chance of defense, chance of you know, let's go herb, not on herb. Like it was it was incredible. So you know, you you give this you give this city a little something, and you know we we will give it back to you. And Herb definitely did that for us. Absolutely. Um, no, Josh, hard that game either, man. Like, I know, it was, man. Whew, it, it I mean, was you were of, down. You were down to the middle. Down, down. Man. Yeah. Man. Yeah, but, you know, and, and then, you know, fast forward a little bit uh, to the Milwaukee game. I mean, like you and I mm-hmm. talked about last week. It was like, this is the game. You look at the week, you're like, mm-hmm. you know, this is a tough one. Giannis is bad. Chris Middleton didn't play, but pretty much everybody else played for them. Mm-hmm. Um, to the Pels' credit, they stuck in there. Like, they were yeah, in there absolutely. until about midway through the third quarter when the Bucks kind of ran away with it. And even then, they made a run back so that Giannis had to come back into the mm-hmm. game. Like, they fought. They were just outgunned. And so – what I took away from that game was obviously the play of Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes, you know, has really seized his opportunity, and we'll talk about that later in the show, uh, of trying to get his minutes back, trying to get his spot back in the rotation. Uh, but the biggest thing for me was like, look, you don't have B.I., you don't have J.V., you don't have a lot of the, the you don't have you don't have a lot of the scoring that you need to keep up with a, a Bucks team that scores a lot of points, and you really don't have a matchup for for Giannis. But you fought, like you fought and fought and fought, and so really, there's only and, and if you hit some of the free throws, which the Pels got to clean that yeah, up. Man. A couple yeah. games this past couple weeks have gotten kind of sloppy from the free throw line, um, but they got to clean that up. So, so you hit some of those free throws, like you're in the game. For the majority of the game, it's just 
you played a much better roster. And so uh, I'm not looking at the Milwaukee game like, oh, no, we got blown out. It's more so, hey, you just didn't have enough firepower at the end. The yeah. other thing about the Milwaukee is, man, Giannis, you know, is a different – he's from a different planet. <laughs> but, man, it made me miss Zion. Like, the way he was bullying Gary Clark and Jackson and anyone who tried, Herb, like, anyone who tried, like, that's how Zion bullies people. Like, that, I was literally just getting flashbacks, watching the game. I was like, man, we got that guy, too. It's just <laughs> – he, he ain't here right now. But what did you get from the Bucks game? What, what takeaways you have for that one? Yeah, man. Um, just, just the heart, bro. The heart. Um, you, you see this team, and you know we talked like, like you said before the, 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 the last week's podcast. Like we were talking, and this was the game. Like this was the game. Where I was like, listen, we beat Milwaukee not too long ago. Uh, without Giannis, without Chris Middleton. Uh, if Giannis plays, first of all, there is no matchup on this planet uh, for Giannis. Um, but you know, I don't think Dr. James Naismith created basketball with Giannis <laughs> in mind. I, I just don't think that that's how that worked. Um, that guy is ridiculous. He is insane. Um, and I, I'm glad, you know, Herb, Herb got it. He took his lumps, you know, he took his lumps. He took his lumps earlier this season, uh, against Luca, uh, one of those games. And then he took his lumps today against, uh, against Giannis. And, you know, this is, you know, these are the growing pains for, for a young team. And especially when you don't have uh, your guys, like we, we knew going into the game that, you know, it was going to be a tall task. It would have been difficult with BI, you know, and, but, you know, RJV, both of them, it would have been difficult, but, you know, especially not having neither one of those guys, it was very, very tough, but, um, you know, but these are the growing pains, you know, you, you, you throw Herb out there and you say, listen, we understand that, you know, like this isn't going to be a, a good matchup for Giannis is a couple of inches taller, probably a couple more, 10, 20, 30, 40, 40 50. 45. Yeah. <laughs> uh, think uh, bigger than, than uh, Herman. So it was, it, you know, just straight up, you know, dynamic of, of body length. You know, it's just wasn't gonna, a good matchup for her, but he, he hung in there. You know, Gary Clark, another guy, you know, just signed off he the tried. bench. You know, he he's shooting and, and he tried. He gave he gave it his all. But. You know, her, that, that guy Giannis is ridiculous. So, you know, that's just one of those things where you love to see the team fight. You love to see the team, you know, kind of not not let go of the rope. You know, there's a couple of times where, you know, in the, in the second quarter towards the end, they kind of let it go a little bit. But, you know, I, I thought for sure that, you know, my, Milwaukee was going to come out and try to, like, put it away right then and there, Um, kind of put the – go from a nine-point lead to, like, a 15-point lead, and then that's, that's kind of when, you know, things start getting out of hand. Giannis start taking off. I, I We've seen this movie before, um, especially with Pelicans regimes before. But I mean, this team, like you said, they they kept fighting. Uh, they 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 got it close again, and then Milwaukee broke it away again. And then even right then and there, Willie Green and those guys could have packed it up and said, you know what, defending champs, Giannis, it's all good. They've subbed him out. The white flags are in. The human cigars are in. But no, you know, they kept fighting. They kept they kept playing, and they made. Uh, Coach Bud go back to Giannis uh, off the bench, and so made him work for it. Made him made him work for it, and that's all you want to see in you know in games like this where you completely outmanned and outgunned. Just fight. Show us some things that from these tertiary players. Like, what are some things that we can bring from this? What are some things that we can we can gather from this game? What worked? What didn't work? Um, who was comfortable? Who wasn't comfortable? What rotations look good? Who looked good with who? Like, these are the type of things you get from those type of games. And you know, I, I just appreciated the fight. You know, I, I I didn't I didn't really have too many high expectations going into it's the game. To. So <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't. If you're a realistic fan, it's, it's hard. Right. Right, but uh, they but they but they got the split in the week. So that's that's all I was happy did. about. 
And they got a split on the season. Again, you know, I I saw a tweet. Somebody said somebody took advantage of – or we took advantage of the Bucs when they were uh, down with a bunch of players in the protocol, and then they Mm -hmm. came right back and did the same thing to us. But even with a fully fully healthy roster with Zion, it's still hard to beat the the champs. So, you know, you kind of got to give it to them on that. Um, Before we get started into today's show, a couple of things. Again, 2022, new year from us. Uh, so you guys can expect some new segments, some new guests, some new giveaways and stuff like that. We're going to try some new things for you guys. Uh, sure. Just keep you guys engaged. Like, I, Hopefully the season takes off the way we think it is. Like the, the momentum that we built over the last month or so should really take the team to a different place. Obviously this week, and we'll talk about this week, uh, and the games that we got on the schedule this week are going to be tough. But I expect the Pels to compete. Like, I expect the Pels to be in a lot of these games. So, um, be looking for new stuff from us, and we'll be looking to get good stuff from you guys, too. So, let's talk about this week. So, yes, we just played the defending champs. Now, <laughs> we play Utah tonight at 7. Make sure y'all y'all tune in. Phoenix tomorrow on a, back, on a back-to-back. <sighs> and then the Warriors on Thursday. Fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. Big week, big week, big week, right? So uh, let's talk about it a little bit. So Josh Hart, B.I., J.V. are probably all having what's probably their best career year. Like they're all playing their best level of basketball, which, again, you got to you gotta chalk that up to Willie Green. Like you, it, you can see how a coach can get the most out of a player and how that then leads into everybody else on the team and how everybody else – plays to a different level. And so the Pels are competing in games that they shouldn't be competing in and winning games that they shouldn't be winning. And so that's what gives, you know, us fans hope. That's why most Pels fans look at the schedule and they're like, we might be able to get one or two. We might be able to uh, Mm -hmm. because of what Willard Green has instilled in this players and in this fans base and in this team. So you look at this stretch. What do you think the keys are stealing a couple of these? Now, they are at home. We do have the Smoothie King Center to an advantage. But what do you think are the biggest keys uh, to, to, to winning a one or two of this week? Well, first of all, it's definitely going to be defense. I mean, you know, these are offensive juggernauts coming in. I mean, you know, there's no ways about it. Uh, between Utah, uh, between Phoenix, and between Golden State, I mean, these are some of the most offensively talented teams um, that we have in the league. And so – um, and it's and it's it's really it's really going to be difficult because these are these are offensively talented teams that have a multitude of of scores. So right, so you're not looking at like you know um, uh, one guy that you could stop and probably maybe let somebody else know. These are like Denver with Jokic right now. Right, yeah. right. Like these are multitude of people on every day. So everybody has to be kind of on a string defensively. Um, we the rotations have to be clear. Um, they have to be concise. They have to be made. You know, um, you know, in split decisions. Um, you have to be able to close out on shooters um, and make the extra rotation and have people trust behind you. The same way we kind of been seeing the team has been playing, you know, for a good bit of, a bit of time. You know, that the defensive rotations in the defense has been, you know, pretty good, pretty good this this season. Outside of you know those couple of games at the beginning where we were kind of figuring stuff out, um, you know, the defense has been okay. And so, you know, if you can continue to do that, you you keep yourself in. 
into a game by by competing. And defense leads to open transition. Um, you get Herb going. You get Josh Hart going to the rim. Um, you know, if JV JV is supposed to be coming back today, so um, you know he get you get a couple of shots of him down low and maybe some trailing stuff with him. So you know, you play defense. You keep everybody um, on a string, and you you keep it locked in. You keep the rotations in hand. You give yourself an opportunity uh, to keep the game close. And I always talk about earning your luck. All right, we talk about the Utah game and we talk about the OKC game where, where Devontae Graham hits those shots. Well, in order to hit those shots, you have to be able to get into a situation where um, that you have to like you have to be able to be in that position. Right. You have to play yourself into that position. And so playing defense, keeping the score close, keeping the rotations out. Um, I'm seeing people saying that B.I. is back, which is fantastic news um if he's back so that gives you an, an uh even more you get your leader back you get your leader uh, on both sides of the uh, game uh both sides of the ball on um back and so you know as long as you keep the defense up and you keep the rotations up and you keep each other on a string um you keep yourself in a in a in a in a in a frame to to keep yourself competitive and that's all you can ask and then at the end of the game you can make those plays. You can get those shots from Devontae Graham. You can get those shots from B.I. To, to close out and maybe even J.V. to close the game out. Uh, but the defense is going to be the best, um, going to be the most key part. And then secondly, we talked about it earlier, bro. We got to clean up these free throws. Um, yeah. you, you're leaving too you many points the on the board. Ones, right, right. You, you're already at a, at, a, at a disadvantage without playing. Whether you have B.I.'s uh, J.V., you had a disadvantage without playing without Zion, right? But – you have all of these, you know, you have all of these different po- these points at the at the at the free throw line that you're just leaving. Um, and then at the end of these these halves, when you're down five and down six, or you could be down two, or maybe even up three or four points, um, and the game just feels totally different. Um, and so this that you know, just defense and free throw. I think if you can get those guys um to to you know to lock in on defense and hit those free throws. I think you could probably be in in these games. Now that Golden State game is the one I'm really, really worried about because Steph is ridiculous and he's not real. Um but like the Phoenix and Utah game, I feel like you know we've seen BI you know take the big Utah shots. Also, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and things like that. And we we've seen how you know the how Devontae Graham feels about Utah. So um <laughs> you know we we've we've seen it. And so you can definitely catch a couple, you know, some of these games. Um, you know, catch one or one or two of these games. And you know, if you compete and you play defense, bro, and you keep yourself in the game, who knows what happens at the end. All it takes is one or two lucky shots. You're right, you're right. So what I'm looking for this week is the others, right? Like you talked about, you know, getting BI, that's huge, getting him back in the game because the offense revolves around BI, right? Mm-hmm. Getting JV back, also mm-hmm. huge. Second leader scorer on the team. You gotta figure those two are gonna get there, right? Then it's like Josh Hart has been playing incredible this year. It might not be offensively, but he's gonna find ways to impact the game. Same way with Herb, same type of thing. You might not get 26 from Herb tonight, but you might get 15 and the way he impacts the other games. I'm looking for the people after that. Like, yeah, we need a big game from Devontae Graham. Or we need a big game from Nub. Or I see people with Jared Harper, and we'll talk about that and his potential opportunity. I'm looking at Jackson. We need another big game from Jackson. Yes, In order to keep up with these guns, you need some of your others to, to play better than what they normally do or have good nights uh, better than their season average or whatever it is. And so – We've seen a little bit here and there. We've seen a Garrett Temple 20-point game. We've seen a little bit of Jackson 23-point game. You've seen a little bit of Hurt 26-point. We're going to need some of those this week, right? That's the only way you keep up with those teams. Because to your point, you got to play Donovan Mitchell and Chris Paul and Steph Curry. But then they got other guys, too, that could give you 20 every other night. That's the real problem with teams like this. And so in order to keep up or compete or even win some of these games, 
we need our others to show up in ways and be more consistent this week. So uh, I'm looking forward to it because, again, what has this Pels team shown us? They get punching them out over and over and over, and they respond over and over and over. And especially in games where you think they have no chance, those are the games they come out and they compete the most. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I love playing against high competition because there's a way to kind of measure yourself. Yes, you don't have your best player, Zion. You haven't had him all season. But what are you going to do on the court, right? You're not just going to go in there and lay down. Like you're going to need to go in there and compete and show that this team should be good without one player, without two players, whatever it may be. So uh, that's what I'm looking for this week. That's what I'm looking for. And I, and I think that, you know, we'll be able to steal one or two. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, Thomas Zadarenski is in the protocol. So we hope that, you know, he continues to feel better, hope that he's able to clear things for like sure. that. Regardless of your reservations about his play this week, uh, th- thus far this year or on this team, uh, he has been playing better in the last couple of games. He has been getting other people involved. He hasn't been scoring a lot, but his assists have been up. His defense has been up. He's been more decisive, at least attempting to score. With him out, now everybody gets their wish, right? Like, oh, some people like can't wait to see Jose. Mm-hmm. To some people's point, can't wait to see Jared Harper and to combine off his last performance and his last time out versus the cast. Gary Clark also had a great game versus the class. Najee Marshall, you never know. He might be in the mix tonight. So who do you think steps up and maybe they keep that role? Like Maybe they keep that guard off the bench, uh, facilitator off the bench role. Who do you think that person might be? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm a roll with Jared Harper. Um, I when 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 Jackson and Najee went to the to the G League, and I'll be the first to admit I hadn't watched you know any G League games before. Um, they had gone there, but when they went when they went uh when you know when they assigned when the Pelicans assigned Jackson and I uh I mean I'm sorry Jackson and um trade to the to the G League. Uh, that I watched that game, and when I first saw Jared Harper, I recognized him immediately because I remember watching him at Auburn. Uh, you know he and he had a backcourt mate that it, it was those two guys um and they they you know they were phenomenal in the in the tournament um and i remember him just leaving a really good impression on me like man that, that little guy can can hoop um you know he can play and so you know they fast forward to the cavaliers game and you saw you know when he when they when they brought him in he he First of all, he is he's he's small, but he's like he's well built. He's a he's a he's like a tank almost. Like he's he's a very very well built guy, and so he he comes in and he's he's immediately picking people up full court. Like he's without you know damn the score, damn the situation. I'm picking you up full court, and he's making mm-hmm. people feel uncomfortable. He was making Rubio feel uncomfortable, and you know they would cross in half court and get into their offense with 16 seconds left on the clock. 15 seconds left on the clock, and then he's still playing, you know, phenomenal defense. So that that kind of defense at the point of attack earns you, you know, the trust of of Willie Green, and it and it, and it earns you the trust of the, of the players as well as the other coaches. But then offensively, you know, you see he he does things that that saddle, and you know, this is not to pile on saddle while he's on the you know while he's on the COVID list, but you know, just to kind of give a, a a comparison between the two, he's a different player, right? He's a guy who is looking to first of all. His 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 command of the pick and roll and the way that he can snake in, in, in between dribbles and keep that that defender on his hip all while all, by giving you the the threat of scoring because his layup and his floater game like we saw he hit one or two of those of those shots and then even the ones that he that he missed he showed you that he take those shots. And so people were, were trying to play him over there. And then you saw what that unlocked in Jackson. You saw the way Jackson was able to, start, uh, you know, roll into the rim and kind of getting freer uh, to do what, you know, be effective in his kind of ways. And, and just that, that downhill attack 
and that fearlessness that you want to see from a backup guard, um, just to kind of come in. Like, we all like guards who can come in and kind of slow the game down, right, kind of put people into where they need to be um, and, and pass the ball where they need to be. Well, sometimes you need a guard to come in uh, like Jared Harper and pick people up full court and kind of shake things up um, and then, you know, be be that offensive threat playing downhill um, and, you know, just being fearless. You know, it, it could be that's just the kind of guy he is or it could be, you know, this is a guy who is trying to, to – you know, to take advantage of an opportunity that he has been given. Whatever the case is, he, he played really good against Cleveland, and you saw Willie Green reward him for his play um, by giving him those extended minutes going into the third quarter where he could have went back to Saddle um, just kind of as normal substitution patterns, or he could have went back to, to Devontae Graham or whoever was, you know, was available, um, just regular substitution patterns, but he didn't. He let Jared Harper play. And so I'm looking for Jared Harper um, to, to kind of capitalize some more on that. Um, I think that he brings um, a physicality at the point of attack uh, that we don't really get between like Devontae Graham and, 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 and Sato, uh kind of at that point guard position. I mean, Kale is more of a guard off the bench and he'll, I mean, a shooting guard off the bench and he'll, he'll kind of get into you a little bit, but not like not Jared Harper, that, that pit bull kind of guard. And so, you know, I, I, I like that. And so I want to see him get some more minutes uh, while Sato is out. I want to see what, what's available with him. I want to see if, you know, if that, if that Cleveland game, if the way he was able to kind of like command that, that second unit with the pick and roll and getting people involved and playing uh, uh, defense, I want to see if that was a fluke or if that really is something. Because he did it at Auburn. This is the, mm-hmm. the same guy that I'm telling you. I watched that Auburn in a tournament, and he was really good. He left a really good impression on me when I watched him. And I tweeted about it when I first saw it. I'm like, man, I'm glad to see he's running with the squadron. Um, and I, I hope he does get a shot. And here we are with it. And so I hope that he gets those minutes and take advantage of it because I really like what he brings and the kind of the, 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 the difference, the stark difference of what we get from Devontae Graham and Saddle. Yeah. Um, I've had the pleasure and the displeasure to play to, <laughs> to, for my school to play against both Herb Jones and Jared Harper. Right. right so right, I've right. seen both of them a lot in college. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I really like the point that you brought up in regards to Harper and what he can do for Jackson, right? I actually had a conversation, uh, Twitter conversation back and forth with Chris Connor. Uh, shout out to him uh, in the spaces. What an attacking point guard does for a guy like Jackson Hayes is leaps and bounds in terms of what it does for the team, right? What is the, the, the Pelicans' biggest issue right now? They can't score. And so, yes, it's good to have a – uh, a point guard who can set other people up and things like that. But the biggest thing is he can score on his own. Like he is, he is fearless. He is, and there is not a shot that he's seen that he's like, I can't hit this. Right. But he's also smart, right? He's also knows how to pick his spot. You see it in a lot of small guys. Like they know what spots they can get to. They, mm-hmm. they can get their shot off and that nobody can, can contest it, even though they're smaller guys. And so the way he controlled the offense, the way that he was seeing the ball move, like that's something we haven't seen off the bench all season long. I really like uh, Demigod's point. It's like, hey, if Jared Harper plays, you might get more from now. And I agree. I think the biggest thing that's been flailing law right now is there's too much responsibility on his shoulders. It's like, hey, you need to lead the team in points off the bench, but you also need to facilitate and set up the offense, and you got to play great defense too. And so for him, it's like on a night-to-night basis, like what – which now are you going to get? Which part it's a lot of, of that lot of, is lot of he going A lot of processing in right. his head. And, and, and when you have a point guard that can, one, create for himself and create for others, that makes Nall's job a whole lot easier. A lot mm-hmm. Now it's, hey, you can't just collapse on Nall when he drives because you can kick it out to a guy who's a known shooter. Like Jared Harper is a shooter. He loves to shoot. 
And when you got him in the pick and roll with Jackson, you're not going to leave Jackson wide open rolling to the rim. So now you got to help off the corner as well. So now that leaves somebody else opens on, on the perimeter. It creates so much offense and so much fluidity on the court that it's just a difference maker that the Pels just haven't had. I mean, so if you, I mean, honestly, bro, if you think about it, like that's kind of, and you know, it's not to compare the two, but I, I mean, literally just you know, the role and the function of what this is, right? When B.I. sits down and Zion is that backup point guard, right? That's that mm-hmm. that ball ball creator. The way he the way he's able to like have people gravitate towards him because he, he is a threat to score at any point in time. Like the way Jared Harper gets on the court and like he's able look, we saw it in the Cleveland game when he puts that defender on his hip, like when Saddle does it, it's more of okay, well, I'm playing a pass because I want you to shoot. I want you to be the guy to make this shot and to do that. Well, Jared Harper, we saw over and, you know, twice, two or three times in a row, put a guy on his hip and he's either looking to score and like he can hit that and he's and he can score or he's looking for that alley-oop. And so, you know, that that's a that's a that's a that's a that's an aspect of the game that Zion brought um that helped players like Jackson and that would that would help, you know, the, what we thought would help with players like Trey Murphy. And so if you can get you know, if you can get Jared Harper to kind of get some of that 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 interior pick and roll and attack in the inside, then maybe you know it opens up for Trey a little bit more. Like you was mm-hmm. talking about helping off that corner, like maybe you can slide Trey down there, and now Trey can get more open shots and things like that. Because the issue with Trey is that when you put him on the court with Saddle, everybody knows Saddle is trying to pass yeah. to him or yeah. trying to pass to somebody. Everybody is covering Trey. Yeah, right, right. And so now you know Trey is have to put the ball on the ground, and that's just not what he's 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 good good at right now. And so you know maybe Jared. Harper can unlock a little bit of that, um, and so I, I again, that's why I'm, I'm happy. This I'm looking forward to, to seeing him. Yeah, absolutely. So, like my, my biggest thing, and I've noticed it from some of the the games, especially when you play against guys like Giannis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, Giannis went off, but the moment we started doubling Giannis or started doubling Jokic, there was guys around the perimeter that were killing us from three. Mm-hmm. Right? That's Great what gravity Giannis. does. Like that's mm-hmm. what gra- gravity does. It makes guys who are not that great of NBA players look outstanding because they're shooting wide open shots. The Pelicans struggle in that aspect because once B.I. sits down or is unavailable or J.V. sits down or is unavailable, there's not a guy to demand that gravity or create that gravity, right? So when the Pelicans pass the ball around the perimeter and it never goes inside, you're like, what is this offense? Like, I've never <laughs> seen this before. Like, this is terrible. When a guy like Jared Harper – what he does is he thinks I'm going to score first. And Antonio Davis and Joel hope that he's feeling better as well. What they allude every game is when they go to the when they go to lane, they see bodies. Like other teams put bodies in front of guys who are looking to score force. But to your point, what does that do? That creates for everybody else. And so for a guy like Trey Murphy, who is used to catch and shoot and not catching, uh, what do I do? That that simplifies the game for him, and so you know that kind of leads us to my next points. I saw I saw an interaction. Somebody was interacting with the page this week, um, and they mentioned they said um, Herb Jones is what Trey Murphy was supposed to be, and so I looked at it and I saw it. And I was like, I don't know if I just agree with that. You drafted Trey Murphy for his ability to shoot because of the gravity that Zion creates. So a lot of the looks, same thing with Devontae Graham, a lot of the looks that you're getting are wide open shots, which that's your skill set. 
Herb Jones, you just drafted to be a defender and just so happened to find out that, oh, he can do everything else uh, as well <laughs> along the way. So you, you, you drafted two very different players. And so you look at their season. I mean, Herb's points per game is only eight points per game. It doesn't pop off the page. But obviously his impact on the game and his on the team is magnificent because of all the things that he does throughout the course of the game. And then you look at Trey, you're like, well, Trey was drafted higher um, and so on and so forth. Why is he not getting the game? First of all, let's not forget Herb Jones, Deacon Jones, is 23. He's already older. He already has more basketball IQ. He's a four-year college player. Like, they're not the same. Yes, yeah. you look at Trey's ability to score, and, and that is value. That is premium in the NBA today. But And that's why you get drafted higher, the guys that can score. But to, uh, again, Antonio Daniels and Joel's point, uh, the trend around the league is to draft defensive players and teach them how to score. And so the fact that you see an exponential jump in, 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 in scoring from our Herb Jones – I don't think that's something the Pelicans went into the season where are like, we can't wait till Herb averages 15 points per game. <laughs> that's just something that right. they unlocked. 27 points yeah. game. Yeah, that's just something they unlocked along the way. And so I don't think it's fair to say, well, Trey Murphy's been a bust when he hasn't been given the same type of opportunities and it looks that like he was brought in to have. And so I think if you can have someone who can initiate offense, who can score on their own, who looks for their own points, I think that you'll get more out of Trey, especially offensively. Because right now, I think every time he touches the ball, I think he's like, I got to shoot it. Because either one, I'm not in the game very often, or two, they brought me in to shoot. So a lot of times he's shooting contested threes or half-court threes or (laughs) out-of-rhythm threes instead of the ones where it's like, oh, kick out the tray, he's wide open, cash. The the threes that we saw in the G League or the Summer League and the G League uh, in the preseason, those threes. Like, there's a quality and there's a difference to threes. And so I'm not down on Trey Murphy. As soon as I went down, I was like, oh, I don't know if, you know, if, if Trey's going to have the same impact. And then we kind of saw it as the season went on. So, like, what are your thoughts between the dynamic of the two rookies? Nah, man, I think that you hit it out the park with your explanation. And I think that the Pels hit it out the park with, um, you know, with both of these draft picks. I'm, I am not in the least bit concerned um, about Trey Murphy. Again, Trey Murphy has something that you cannot teach and you cannot coach. And that is a jump shot, right? You cannot... There is you the way he shoots, you cannot, you can't coach that. You can't teach that. And so when when he gets his opportunities to get his shots in rhythm and in, in the shots that he is known to make, and he was, you know, good at making um at Virginia, like he's gonna, those shots are gonna fall. I'm not worried about his jumper. I'm, his situation right now is not the best. He's not a shot creator. That's not what he was brought in to be. That's not what he was in Virginia. That's not what he was, you know, when, when he was coming out of high school. Like, he's never been a shot creator. And so when people watch the game and, you know, there, there's this kind of this, this like, you know, this tunnel vision on, like, how to evaluate players, right? Do they score? How many points per game do they have, right? Yeah. Like, that is the that is the be-all, end-all, be-all, right? And so that, but when you're looking at, at, at Herb and Trey, you can't look at it like that because, first of all, Neither one of those – if we brought in we, – we, we brought Trey Murphy and Herb Jones to a team that included Zion, <laughs> Brandon Ingram, Jonas, Devontae Graham, and Nikel. all right? That's five people who are – who whether, whether you uh, agree with it or not, are looking to get a bucket, right? They are all looking to score. So these – you drafted these players 
off of tertiary well, tertiary responsibilities, right? I need you to be a good shooter. I need you to be a good defender because that's kind of what Zion, Brandon Ingram, JV, Nall, and, you know, maybe Devontae Where's Graham. Cam Johnson on the Phoenix roster? He is not right. the first best player. He's right. not the second. He's not the exactly. third. He's not the fourth. He's not the fifth. But will he give you a 20 points on a random game? Absolutely. Same Go thing ahead. with Mikael Bridges, same way. You, you're absolutely right. And so, you know, the, you brought those players in to, to fill roles and to supplement the things that your best players and your the guys who you say, you know, oh, points per game, these are your best players. Those guys are not good at shooting long-range shots and aren't the best defenders. So I'm bringing in players who can help and supplement in those roles. And her, out of necessity, we've discovered that this man might be a star. Like, he might have it all. He might have an entire package um, that, you know, the defense might just be the the calling card, but he may have a, a, a lot of things. And the same thing, Trey Murphy just hasn't been able to. Basketball is a lot, a lot about mental and a lot about, mm-hmm. you know, swag and how you're feeling and, and, and stuff like that, right? And you got Trey Murphy just kind of in this real weird position where, like, he's bought in the shoot, but, like, you don't really play him to shoot and he can't really get into a rhythm and he can't really get, you know, into a defensive rhythm and, and kind of get find out what he's doing wrong defensively, kind of trial by fire, because you're still trying to play for the play in Like, you're just in a weird position with Trey Murphy right now. Um, and so I think, you know, you can't really look at, at Trey's value until he gets on the court with Zion. You know, and I think honestly, truthfully, that's just that's just the way you have to look at it. And it might suck. I know how people like to be reactionary and you want to be first and you want to call a guy a bus before, you know, the bus stuff comes so that you can say, ha ha, I was right. <laughs> but at the same, you just got to let this man, you got to let him play with the people that he was in, drafted to intend to play with. Nobody thought Trey Murphy was coming in and being the next Zion. Nobody thought we were drafting the next uh, Brandon Ingram. What we thought was, man, this guy can shoot, and and he's gonna be getting a lot of wide open shots with the with the with the gravity that JVBI and Zion is gonna give him. He has not gotten that opportunity, and I think that he will. And I, I'm seeing people talking about how you know you um you know they you, you got to give some the young players time to get confident and things like that. And that's that's really all it is. Herb is a, is an older guy who's had like you said a lot of basketball underneath his belt. Um, very, very accomplished in college. And so he has a bit of, of, of malleability when it comes to his, 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 you know, his position, like, Hey, you need me to, 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 you know, to be the guy, like I've, I've been the guy at Alabama for a little bit. So, you know, I can do that. Like, let's see what that does. And now like, he's able to tap into some of those things that he's experienced. Trey Murphy was a catch and shooter on a championship Virginia team that had championship playing, uh, championship players on it, uh, one year. And then one year, you know, the next year, not so much, but he never was the guy on the team, never was the guy to look forward to. So, you know, big shout out to, to, to Trey, you know, I know things are rough, but you know, this, the, just like Zion's rookie year had a bunch of ups and downs and weird things to it. And then we saw, you know, him kind of break out of it and be this transcendent star. I'm not saying Trey Murphy is going to be that, but like he'll break out of it. And once you get Zion back and you get that roster comparison, um, you know, that, that roster construction that you thought he was going to have, you'll see what, what we saw in summer league and in G league um, with, with, with Trey Murphy, you'll, you'll see that. And so I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready to give up on Trey. I'm not calling him a buzz by any means. I'm, I can't wait till he's, on the court with Zion and he hits that first, like he gets that first pass was like, oh wait, this is what y'all meant. Oh, okay. And then he gets that wide open shot. I, I can't wait for it. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Uh, Dylan, you, you hit it on the head. Like 
confident basketball is all about confidence. Like you can't go out and play a basketball game and have no confidence. Like we saw right. it. Like we we were watching Thomas Zadorinsky being afraid to shoot the ball. He goes and spends time with his family. All of a sudden his confidence changed. His play improves, right? Like like basketball is such a mental game, right? And mm-hmm. and so much of it, like all those guys practice more than any of us eat or drink or breathe. Like those guys, all they do is play basketball. So you know they can shoot. You know they can play. When the bright lights get on, it's a different game, right? Like if you don't have the same juice, the same swag, like you're just not going to play right. you just mm-hmm. not. You've seen it from now. Now I said it after last game. They were like, what happened? You know, it was a tough game. He was like, man, I had the best game of my season. I felt like I finally hit a rhythm. Bam, COVID hit me. So I came back and now I'm out of rhythm again. So now he's like, man, I got to figure it out, right? Speaking of players who are out of rhythm and now back in the room, man, my dog Jackson back. Jackson back, baby. Sideshow Bob, we in the building. Look, look, I don't know why it takes like him getting benched or something to happen. I think I don't. I think it probably because he's a young player and, and learning the game of basketball. But you could tell, and everybody who talked around it, like every single person from the team. Made a note after the last game and the game before to point out Jackson's name. Like Willie Green said it, um, um, Garrett Temple said it. Like everyone's like, shout out to Jackson for being ready because they see the work. Like they are, they are exposed to it. They see the the brother trying to work hard to get his spot back, right? Mm-hmm. And boy, did he! Right? Like this, this, the last couple games you've seen, he's averaging 15 points a game, seven rebounds, one three, uh, uh, uh one assist. But it's not necessarily stats. It's the things that he's doing on the courts. Like he's getting to certain spots and knowing that, hey, I'm seven foot tall and much more athletic than you. So let me do this slight little hook and it's <laughs> going to go in, right? Or, hey, I'm much more athletic than you. Let me go to the basket and go to the fire line. Or let me not just run into a straight line and make a turnover. Let me make the extra pass. Like he's he's seeing the game a little bit better. He's fighting after rebounds. Hey, I'm seven foot tall. I should be able to get the rebound. Let me go fight after. Like you see a renewed sense of urgency in that. And this Pelican team needs it, right? Like again, we talked about it last week. We talked about it the week before. Leading up into the season, if you listen to any press conference, any interview that any of the management team had, the first two names that came in their mouth were not Zion and BI. It was Naw and Jackson, because those two are the catalyst for the team, right? Those two are the ones that bring the energy off the bench to the point where it's like, hey, we can sit B.I. down for a bit. We, we can sit Zion down for a minute. We can sit J.B. down for a minute because those two can carry us through stretches, and we haven't gotten that all season. So earlier when we talk about, like, what do we need from the team, um, you know, to get through this tough stretch, I'm looking at no. I'm looking at Jackson. Like, you need those two guys to play with the ability that been demonstrated all summer long and that had the team excited in the first place. So what have you seen from Jackson that you've liked that you think, man, maybe the, the flip switch? Yeah, man. Big shout out to Jackson. I mean, he he has played, you know, some really, really good basketball. Um, you know, he's been one of the things that I've I've, you know, I've seen and that I want to give a shout out to is the way he's keeping himself in in plays, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of times where like Jackson will come down and he'll set a screen, right? And he'll roll to the rim and maybe he doesn't get the lob, right? Maybe he doesn't get the pass, he'll be wide open, or like he'll be in a spot where if you threw it to him, he could probably make that pass, right? And so you know, in previous times, you know, Jackson will kind of check out there or, you know, some crazy stuff will happen or he'll go try to set another screen and, 
you know, and and he'll do it wildly because he's like, hey, man, look, I'm open and stuff like that. But like, nah, he's keeping himself in place. He's keeping his mind in and he, he's relocating. Right. He's instead of standing there, picking, rolling and standing there and just waiting, he'll pop out a little bit. Right. And he'll 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 get himself ready for, you know, an entry pass or something like that. And or he'll come back and he'll set a back screen on somebody else to for them to get open. And so you see all of these little things that like he used to the things that we were like, man, if he could just do those things, right? We see the athleticism, we see the 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 skill, right? He has touch around the rim. We've seen the hook shots, we've seen the you know the the, the layups, the euro layups, the dunks. Like we see all of these this skill stuff around it. But it's those little things where like you know he would come down and he get a foul because he's jumping forward trying to block instead of just going straight up and letting his athleticism kind of use itself um to to work for him. Um, and so you you see all of these little things that he's doing well and it's translating and it's showing on the box score. But another thing, shout out to Willie Green, you see him starting to play at, a, at the four a little bit. He kind of he kind of introduced it a little bit with Cleveland, because Cleveland yeah. right? Because Cleveland was playing, um, you know, the the lottery marketing and and Evan Mobley lineup, and so you would see. Uh, and towards that third and the fourth quarter, um, Willie would kind of go to that that Jackson at the four, and instead of Jackson being banging and you know his body being thrashed on by big centers and stuff um, and things like that, you know you saw him you know play with with, with against other players who aren't that big um, and, and stuff like that. And he was able to get loose and set screens and and things like that. And so I'm a big shout out to Jackson as long as he can continue um, to do that and get loose on the, you know and get loose and and set these screens and and do the little things that's important, you know, because we see the big thing. We know that he can score and, and, and put the put the, the put the touch on the on the uh, on the, out, the hook shots and stuff like that. We just need him to do the little things and continue to play like that. So big shout out to Jackson. I hope the minutes come. Um, I see my nieces and nephews agree with it. So shout out to him as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean the biggest thing the biggest thing for me is consistency, right? Can you? Can you do it game after game after game, right? Can you can you stack games, right? That's how that's how you grow in this league, right? Continuously to be consistent. So that's the next step for Jax. I think he's gonna get this this minutes back uh, starting this game. Like Willie said it after the game, we're gonna continue to play Jax. So that's that sounds like Billy's going back to the bench. So um, so I'm really looking forward to to seeing that. That being said, we got we got we got games coming up this week, right? <laughs> right. We got games coming up this week. Uh, tonight you got the Jazz, um, which we beat them once. We split the series one on one. We played them well historically. Uh, what do you think happens tonight? You got Bi back. You got JB back. You got Jackson back. I like us against. I like us against the Jazz with Bi JB. Okay. I, okay. I do. I do. I like. I like. I think we just match up well with them. I know. You know. We we played them well. Um, you know, even without with, with some of the other guy, uh, without some of the other guys that we've had, we played them tough. Um, and now that you got Bi and JV back, I expect them um, to kind of come in and, and kind of put keep this momentum going. You know, they, we lost the the Cavs. I mean, uh, the Milwaukee game, but we were really, really short-handed. But up until then, like the vibes and the momentum was good for the, for the team. You know, we were kind of turning a, a, a leaf, and it kind of looked like they were at least playing 500 ball at their worst, um, maybe even a little better at their best. And so I, I look for them to kind of let's let's get that vibe back going. You, you about as as healthy as you're going to be, um, <laughs> other than Saddle and Zion, obviously. But, like, as far as having everybody there that you can um, have, you, this is about as healthy as you're going to get. And so I, I I look forward to to seeing, you know, B.I. and J.V. kind of come in, try to get Gobert in foul trouble, uh, you know, 
because you know as good as Gobert is, J- JV is is a low down there, man. He you know it's hard to guard him with these skinny, long, tall guys. You know he yeah. kind of get his body into him. So hopefully you know get him into foul trouble um, and Bi just to come out and continue to do what he do um, and, and get those those, those mid range shots and attack the basket. Um, and then obviously for Herb to to do what Herb does and affect the game in any kind of way possible. Josh Hart the same way. Um, you know as long as everybody does what they they are supposed to be doing um it kind of does the role that they are supposed they're brought in to do i th- i like this team against the jazz i think this out of the next 3 games i think this is the game that you know we might have a shot at i don't want the pels to fall into the trap and what i mean by that is the utah jazz shoot a ton of threes phoenix mm-hmm. shoots a ton of threes golden state god knows they shoot a ton of threes that's because that's what they brought players in to do right the pels are the opposite of that yeah. Our 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 skill set is the mid range and driving to the basket, right? If if Utah makes a run, inevitably they will. Phoenix, inevitably they will. Uh, everybody inevitably will make their run. Don't just start jacking up three, because that's how you you go from down five to down twenty. Right. Like when you start trying to match three for three, that's not the Pels game. Our our game is to drive and every now and then, yeah, dish, but more so finish at the rim or go to the free throw line, get them in foul trouble, like you said. That's the kind of games you got to play all week long because all three of these teams are somewhat the same. Like yeah, you they got wanna, the bucket they, up. Yeah, you got the bucket wanna, up. They want to get threes up. That all three Phoenix, Utah, and Golden State they want to get threes up, mm. right? The Pels got to attack the Josh Hart. I'm looking at Josh Hart. I'm looking at Herb Jones. I'm looking at JV. You know what you're gonna get from Bi. I'm looking mm. at Nall the most. I want him to attack the basket because there there's not a lot of players on these teams that can guard now if he goes to the rim. Mm-hmm. consistently over and over and over. So that's what I'm looking for, especially tonight. Phoenix game tomorrow. What do you what do you see from that matchup? You see a little Chris Paul, a little DeAndre Jordan. What yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a Aiden, excuse me. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be another tough game. Um, you know, that's a well coached team. Um yeah. they put that's a machine offense. Like I said, I think the Jazz uh, are gonna be the game that we have the, the best chance against. Um, Chris Paul is just a, he's just a maestro. Um, and you know, that is the house that, that, uh, that, that Chris Paul built. So, um, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a little worried about that game, but, um, you know, as long as you can, you know, continue to, 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 to play defense, uh, again, DeAndre Ayton, as long as JV's there, I, I like JV's matchup against DeAndre Ayton. Um, I like Brie against their wings. Um, it's just their backcourt. Um, uh, their backcourt is, is phenomenal. Um, but if, if, if you could get Herb uh, to, to kind of get on one of those one of those wings and put Josh Hart on the other, whichever way, you know, Willie wants to kind of put it together, um, if they could slow him down and make it difficult for him, you know, of course the Pelicans always got a shot. Um, but I, I, I think I think that's going to be a tough game to win just because Phoenix is rolling right now. And back-to-back and at home. Yeah, Chris yeah, Paul, right, Chris right. Cone coming back. So, right. uh, and Monty coming back. So mm-hmm. uh, that would be a difficult one. And then we got Thursday, we got Golden State. Oh, God. Oh, well. <laughs> I I uh, am not. That is. I am not looking forward to that game. Listen, they're playing really good basketball. Clay the, I, played I, I give the Pelicans a shot in, in in these games because they play defense and they compete. But, bruh, like that Warriors team. I that that's a tough Warriors team. And then you know, supposedly Clay is coming back. Uh, we'll see coming back Saturday. Um, you know, maybe coming back Saturday, this and which is going to make them ridiculous. Um, but you know that that Steph man, he is, he is, he is insane. He is insane. And so I, I am, you know, <laughs> if if we if we got any shot in that game, it's going to be 
defense is going to be a lot of it. It's going to be a lot of trapping stuff and making other people beat us and praying to God that people like Jordan Poole and Juan Toscano Anderson and, <laughs> and the mitten, Gary Payton yeah. III. Like, yeah, just make sure hopefully those guys don't, you know, is they know people are known for having career games against the Pelicans and it'd be some weird guy that we nobody ever saw coming. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Garrison Matthews and Grayson <laughs> Allen and all of you guys. Um so, yeah, hopefully it's not none of those guys. But, it, it, you know, I, I, I give the Pelicans a, a chance because they play defense and, you know, they, they fight and they compete. And Willie Green is such a good coach. Um, but those, but that Phoenix and Golden State game, I, I'm, a, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I hear you. But uh, that's going to be uh, that's gonna be the it for, for the show today. I appreciate y'all rocking with I saw uh, Big P uh, showing love. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, we appreciate facts. everybody. Uh, this is a new year for us. It's our first year doing this. Uh, we really enjoyed talking with y'all. Uh, talk with y'all after the games, before the games, all that stuff. Let's continue. Uh, Jaleel, I see you too. Uh, catch us on Spotify and things like that. Um, big things coming in 2022 for the Pels and for Pels Pod. So what you got left for the people, Gary? As always, you know, you never know what somebody's going through, so give them a smile. Uh, Pels fans, hang in there. We, we rolling, baby. Uh, we back on. You know, 2022 is going to be hopefully the year that we get this team together. I don't know if it'll be this season or next season. I don't know, but hopefully the year, the calendar year of 2022 <laughs> Uh, is the year that we get this team together um, and we could kind of get, get get into some of those things that we're so excited about. Um, we got some things going with Pell's Pod. Uh, we are just so grateful for you guys. Uh, VB Saints lady, you know, always, always appreciate the love. Trapper baby G, I, I, I love it. Uh, Happy New Year to you as well. Um, but as always, follow myself at Garrick underscore Rattler. Follow my brother at Raphael underscore Rattler. And follow the page, the Pell's Pod page, at Pell's Pod on Twitter. Um, come and holler at us. Come get your takes off. Let's, let's get this rolling. Um, let's get this this win tonight and start this new year off right. Um, and we'll see you guys next uh, next week, man. Yes, sir.